it's important that we do our best at being deliberate and active participants in our own lives. When you are being you, you're taking the knowledge you have of yourself and making whatever adjustments are necessary to allow the full self to shine, to allow who you know yourself to be, to be present and up front and center. If you learn that you like X, Y, and Z, and you still allow yourself to be in spaces and around people that are in opposition to that, that have the complete opposite effect of that on you, that's you knowing who you are, but not being who you are. And that's going to cause intrinsic disorder. My name is LaDonna, and this is For Mind to Matter. On this podcast, I share how I use my thoughts and feelings to fuel and guide my self-work. And on this episode, I'll be sharing my own personal key to happiness. Nothing too big, nothing too dramatic or fancy. Two main components that I'm going to break down to show you how I'm able to maintain a generally and pretty consistent happy life. I hope that you can take something useful from my thought process, vulnerability, or even my mistakes. And at the very least, I hope you can enjoy just hearing me speak. So I was thinking about my life. There was one day I caught myself sitting on the bed and just realizing how at peace I felt and just how happy I was with my life. It wasn't no super big overwhelming emotion, but I just was sitting alone and just realized I'm really at peace right now. And I have been for quite some time. And I, in the moment, I couldn't think about what exactly got me there because I haven't always been this way. I haven't always been at the level of peace that I found myself at in that moment and so consistently as it had been by the time I was having this thought. And still to this day, this was maybe about a month ago that I had this feeling. And now that I'm recording this, I can still say that that feeling holds true. And so I took some time to think about it because I wanted to know what I've been doing well so that I can keep on doing it and maybe even approve upon it so I can continue having a life that just feels good to me and I knew that I was going to be talking about it someday so I wanted to make sure I had something that I can put down and share with other people in the hopes that whoever hears me out can take something from it to enhance their lives in whatever way that they that they want to so I'm going to be talking about the two main components that I realize um are my keys to feeling this way, to feeling peaceful, feeling happy, and just feeling satisfied with my with the way that my life is. And I think after I say what the two main things are, a couple of people are going to go, well, you know, I, I could have figured that out. I've, I've seen that before. That sounds like everything else I've heard. But I'm going to just share what's been helping me out, and I'm going to break it down as much as I can and offer some practical advice um, based off of what I've been doing for myself Because I do want anybody who doesn't feel very satisfied or happy with their life to be able to feel so, even if it's just for a moment. So the two main things I think that a person should be doing and that's been helping me out to have a satisfactory life is to one, learn who you are and two, be who you are. That's it. That's the the two things. Of course, I'm going to break this down even even further and make sure that 
uh, we define this as clearly as possible and offer some tips and some practical suggestions uh, so that you can get going on using these two things. But that's it. Learn who you are and be who you are. You do those two things. I think that you can have a pretty good life. So first, learning who you are. I think that to do that, um, and I'm, I'm still doing this. I don't think I'm ever going to be done. I don't think there's going to come a day in this lifetime where I'm going to go, aha, that's it. I figured it all out. This is who I am completely. And that's it. I think that we're always changing. We're always growing and we're always adjusting and adapting to our environments. And so this is an ongoing process that's fun for me. And I hope it is for you too. But it takes time and it takes patience uh, and it takes practice to do this. So learning who you are, what do I mean by that? Learning what kind of things affect you and in what ways they affect you so that you can manipulate as much as you can your environment so that you might place things around you and that you might build intrinsically the characteristics uh, needed so that you can be satisfied with your life so that you can go about your days feeling good about the kind of person you are, feeling good about where you are, about what you do, about what kind of people you have around around you. So learning who you are to do that, I think that it's so, so, so important to just do stuff, just go out and do things. You have to experience life, you have to experience people, and you have to pay attention to yourself when you're in these moments where you're around uh, anybody and when you're in situations just always be paying attention to yourself kind of be a uh, like a thermometer where you're for yourself where you're gauging where you are and how what's going on is having an effect on you so I think it's important to to go out and do things and of course if you're an introvert the idea and and I mean like genuinely like introverted like you get charged up when you're just at home or somewhere by yourself or in a small group of people and going out genuinely drains you. I think there's ways to still experience life, even if this is your your natural tendency. I, I'm an extrovert, so this is more of what's going out and, and being around more people and seeing new things and experiencing new things is fun for me and it's actually charging and energizing for me. But you can think of ways that uh, you can do new things that are still homey or uh, introverted and you know in whatever ways that you feel in the way that you want to be in in close-knit settings you can still find new things to do where the environment still feels like one where you may be um, at peace in the way that you feel you know comfortable with but I think it's important to just go out and experience things especially when when it feels better outside if you want to actually go out and do things out you know, try new foods, go out to new restaurants. If someone invites you out somewhere, if it's somebody who you don't mind spending time with, just go out, see what it's like. If it's something you you haven't done before, um, find out if there are events or activities or anything happening in your community at your local community center, or if you're if there's anything going on professionally, uh, like any kind of big events going on with anywhere that you might work. Uh, but just anything, just figure out. Or look for things out that you can go out and try. Google things that you like to do and see if you can find any kind of events that are specific to that. If you like uh, physical activities, then find something physical to do. If you like educational things, go out, see if there's something going on at your local bookstore or uh, see if there's, you know, if you like mingling with people, see if there are any events out like festivals or uh, parades or um, anything just, you know, I'm just, I'm 
just trying to grab things off the top of my head right now, but look for new things to do and experience life, experience people and pay attention to who you are in, in, in that moment. So it's not just about going out and, and trying out these things. You also have to pay attention to what kind of person you are while you're having these experiences so that you can learn how you react to certain things so that you can learn how certain things affect you. If you go out to a festival and you realize that all of the music and the noise and the bustle of people and all the things going on is overstimulating for you, now you know. You may excuse yourself and now you know that that's an environment that makes you feel this way and so you're not the kind of person who enjoys those kinds of things. If you didn't know that before, you would not have known that possibly until you experienced an event that made you feel that way and you can now say, this is me, this is how I am in these kinds of places, I don't like this. Or you might go somewhere and find yourself being super, super charged up um, and really enjoying the moment. Pay attention to what are the things that are causing you to feel that way. When I'm here, I feel alive and I feel smart and I feel uh, whatever it is. Anything that feels good to you, pay attention to what those feelings are, where you are, and what's causing you to feel that way. Get a good reading and a good gauge on yourself so that you can incorporate more things into your life that are this way. This is how we figure out who we are. We have to press up against things and get a feel for how they press back against us. If you feel something that makes you feel alive and more comfortable and at ease in your body, pay attention to that. Look for more things that feel that way. Pay attention to what's causing you to feel that way and look for more things and more people that are similar. If you're talking to a certain person and you find that the way that they speak or the way that they think, the things that they decide to talk about rub you the wrong way and you're not really a fan of it, now you know. And you can avoid situations where people like that have a tendency to dwell or when you're in another situation where you're around a person like this, you know you can get out early. And so just pay attention to where you are, who you're around, how you feel when you're having these experiences and what things, situations, people, or you know whatever is happening on the outside, pay attention to how it's making you feel so that you can make a shift in your life according to whatever those feelings are. The second thing is being who you are. So we talked about learning who you are. Again, this is that's always going to be happening. That's an ongoing process and this isn't a two-step thing like all right, I finished number 1, now I can do I can do number 2 and I'm going to finish that and it's not going to work like that. Get started on number 1 on learning who you are and as you figure those things out, we're going to practice being that. We're going to practice being in places where we can be the way that we were when we felt good about wherever we were before in those new spaces around those new people and those kinds of events, wherever the thing is. So being who you are to me means being unashamed and unapologetic about what you know yourself to be in all environments and making no considerations to make unwanted adjustments to the self to comfort the environment. Being who you are means being the kind of person that places themselves in situations or does things that feel good to them and is not ashamed about what those things are and protecting yourself from energies and from spaces and from people who make you feel otherwise. Once you learn, I like this, I don't like this, you can now say no to things that will be in opposition to the way that you prefer to feel and you can say no to people who feel like they're in opposition to the way that you like to feel. This is being who you are. 
it's important that we do our best at being deliberate and active participants in our own lives. When you are being you, you're taking the knowledge you have of yourself and making whatever adjustments are necessary to allow the full self to shine, to allow who you know yourself to be, to be present and up front and center. If you learn that you like X, Y, and Z, and you still allow yourself to be in spaces and around people that are in opposition to that, that have the complete opposite effect of that on you, that's you knowing who you are, but not being who you are. And that's going to cause intrinsic disarray. You're not going to enjoy that. When you know who you are, when you know what you want, what you like, what you don't want, what you don't want to be around, and you allow yourself to be in a space where those things are happening and you say yes to things that don't feel good, that is a disservice to yourself. It is a dishonor to yourself. And it's not, this is not what's going to make you feel satisfied with the, with your human experience. And I'm assuming, especially if you, you made it this far, you're interested in learning how you can be happy about and feel satisfied in your life. That's not it. Once you learn who you are, you have to be it. You need to say no to the things that don't feel good. You need to get yourself away from people who make you feel the opposite of what you like to feel and who bring you down and who make you feel bad for liking the things that you like. If something is making you feel bad for who you truly are, that thing has to go. It has to leave. There's no room for it in a life that feels good. And I like that is happy. There is no space for a person or a thing or anything at all that makes you feel bad about and it makes you feel less than who you know yourself to be. Whoever you believe yourself to be, you need to be it. You need to say yes to the spaces and yes to the people and yes to the things that make you feel alive and that make you feel good about who you figured out yourself to be. Every single time that I've ever been depressed, and not just sad, but I mean, in, in the fortunately few times that I've been genuinely really depressed, it's been from every single time has been from a severe suppression of myself. In every moment that I was genuinely depressed and just could not, if you've been depressed before, you you know what it feels like. And I mean a genuine just, I'm not enjoying my life. I am not happy. I'm not finding joy in the things I used to find joy in. I'm, I'm finding it hard to get out of bed. I'm finding it hard to wake up. I'm finding it hard to go to sleep. Everything's difficult. Everything's dark. Everything sucks. Every single time I've had these kinds of experiences, it had, the source of it has been a, a severe suppression of who I am. It has been me knowing who I am and now not allowing myself to be that. I'm just throwing that out there. So uh, this is so crucial to me personally, this specific topic of just feeling good. When you ever have a moment in your life, um, no matter how long it lasts, where you genuinely don't feel good. And I mean, you really just are not enjoying waking up and going about your days and like at all. You know how important it is to find a way out of that especially if you've been there and you've broken out of it, you do not want to go back. This is so important to me. As often as you can, you need to be doing things that make you feel good. So here's my method. Here's what I actually do. As a practice, um, and I think anybody can do this, very easy to do. I even suggest taking a second right now to write this down if you're if you're really interested in, in, in learning new ways or finding a new way that you can can be happier with who you are. Write down this sentence. I feel good when 
blank. I always choose a feeling. I always start with the feeling because I believe feelings dictate manifestations. And I don't just mean like, oh, I want this car. I want this house. And those are a part of manifestations too. But I just mean everything. Everything that comes into my life is a manifestation. Everything that shows up and that I have around me and all the people that happen around me, all the things that happen that are said to me, all the things I hear and see, those are all manifestations. And I think I believe that they're all dictated by feelings. So that's where I always place my focus on my feelings. So I feel good. When I feel strong, and I'm not just throwing examples. These are things I've actually written in my journal. I'm just going to, you know, share a couple just so that, you know, you can take some of these if, if it's true to you um, or you can find other things. Take, the, take a second, like really think about this. This is, this is your life. It's important. I feel good when I feel strong, and I mean both physically and uh, mentally. I feel good when I feel attractive. I feel good when I feel smart. I feel good when I feel leverageable or useful. And so I'm just going to write down those four. I'm going to stick with that. So strong, attractive, smart, and leverageable slash useful. And so now I'm going to take a second to think about what kind of things make me feel this way. When I do what, I'm able to feel strong. When I do what, I feel attractive. When I do what, I feel smart. And when I'm doing what, I f- uh, when do I feel leverageable or useful? So for strong, whenever I exercise and if I'm genuinely pushing myself um, and I'm getting, you know, I'm, I'm making it tough on me so that I have something to push through, that makes me feel strong. Whenever I'm challenged physically, uh, I feel strong. So what kind of things do that for me? Actually going to the gym, of course. Um, I have weights at home, so lifting weights. I like going rock climbing. That's a real challenge of strength for me. Um, and I also um, am a big health uh, conscious person. And so I do my best to at least most of the time eat well because I know that that contributes to my physical well-being at all. So when I do these things and when I'm consistent about it, especially, I feel strong. So I'm going to work in these things into my life on a regular basis and, and have them be a part of what I'm doing as often as possible because I like feeling this way. So I would like to feel this way as often as possible. I feel attractive when my arms are out. I personally uh, really like my arms. So whenever I get to wear anything where my arms are out, I feel attractive. When I go out dancing, I feel attractive. When my eyebrows are done, I feel attractive. When my skin looks good and when I smell good and my hair is recently done, I feel attractive. So as often as possible, I'm going to do these things. I feel smart when I'm able to engage in conversations with uh, people on on certain topics. I feel smart I don't I didn't write this one down. So I'm having to do this now. (laughs) I feel smart whenever uh, someone needs help with something and I'm able to give them information about it or suggest a, a path for them or solution for them. So. I'm fortunate enough to have friends that appreciate in engaging in certain topics and conversations and going to certain depths on certain things. So if I ever feel like talking about something or I feel inspired to think as I do often, fortunately, or I wouldn't be able to uh, do this podcast in the way that I'd like to do it, I'll hit one of them up and I'll just ask them. And and I am very fortunate to have people in my life where I can just go, hey, you ever thought about whatever it is, or I've been thinking about this. What do you think? You ever thought about that before? I was reading something that said, blah, 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 blah. And we can talk about it. So uh, there are different things that that you can do uh, for these kind of things. 
I also like to feel useful. I like when someone feels like they can come to me when they need an answer for something or when they need a solution for something so that I can be the best possible person for them. I like to make sure that I'm knowledgeable on certain things. I love learning things on YouTube. I like to read. I'll listen to podcasts. I just like learning about certain things. Now, I do have a very vast array of interests. So I like to know a little bit about everything. Some things I like to go very deep on. My biggest topics um, of interest are in health and music and and on the mind and on human behavior. And so whenever I see these things, I really want to dive in as much as possible. I like learning about love. I like learning about uh, how people think. I like learning about how I can best take care of my body. And so I'll, you know, seek out materials on these things so that I can learn more about it. And so then if anybody ever comes to me and they need to know things, I love when people go, well, LaDonna probably knows or LaDonna might have an answer. Go ask her. I love that. And so I want to make sure I can continue to be a person like that um, and a, a well of knowledge for other people. So I'm going to make sure that I'm always available. Um, and of course, to an extent that I'm comfortable with and be mindful of overexertion with these kinds of things, because when you're someone who always wants to be available for other, other people and you always want to be able to help other people, it's possible to you know run yourself dry. So have some boundaries. There's a way to do this so that it's still healthy for you. Um, but I'll also make sure that I maintain my health, not just for me, but also because if someone does need me and I really want to be there for them, I can't do that if I'm not well. So I have to take care of myself so that I can do that. Also, sticking to your word. And that means especially for yourself. If you tell yourself you're going to do something, if you tell yourself you're going to start a podcast or you're going to start working out or you're going to go to this place or you're going to start learning about this thing and you're going to take a class on this and you've always wanted to do that and you've always wanted to learn about this, do it or stop talking about it. If you're someone who's always just talking about things and you're never doing it, that's not trustworthy. That's not somebody who can be useful, that other people can depend on, that other people can use as, as leverage. Now, of course, this is me. These are things that I like to be. I like to be this person for other people. And it's important that if I decide for myself I'm going to do something, that I do it. Because before I can expect anybody else to trust me, I need to be able to trust myself. I need to be trustworthy for me. LaDonna has to trust LaDonna before anybody else can come to me for anything. Because if I'm flimsy on my own word to me, then what good am I to, to anyone else? So you know, I'm interested in, in having a family and I love having, again, people around me that that depend on me for certain things or know that they can come to me for certain things. But I would hate for anybody to go, you know, I think LaDonna knows about it, but she might not be able to because, you know, she be saying stuff, but she probably not going to actually do it. I don't want anybody to think of me that way. But first and foremost, I don't want to think that way about myself. You have to put yourself first and you have to be who you are for yourself first before you can be it for anybody else. So if you are someone who's at all an empath, and in some ways I am as well, you have to be able to be good with you and for you before you can be anything else for anybody else. So, you know, I like to practice for myself, sticking to my word, have some, some discipline for yourself, be able to trust yourself. There are other things, of course, that I like to feel. I like when I feel cozy and, and warm and the feeling of, um, of snuggling up on the couch with a blanket and watching a movie that I really like. And I like feeling confident. I like feeling appreciated. And so I practice appreciating myself, 
Whenever I do something that I think is worthy of celebration, I'll celebrate. I'll take myself out if I have to. I'll invite people over. I'll invite someone out. And uh, in the name of celebrating that I've done X, Y, and Z, and it could be something small. You can celebrate by buying yourself something that, you know, that you've always wanted. It doesn't have to be a big thing. Um, and it doesn't have to be something that has a price tag on it at all. But do something for yourself if you know that feeling appreciated feels good. If you know that feeling confident feels good, then do something you're good at or get good at something and then do that. My point is, after you learn who you are, after you figure out how you like to feel and who you like to be around and what you like to do, and all of this is going to come, you know, it's going to boil back down to a feeling anyway. When you find people that you know you like being around, it's because they make you feel a certain way. They make you feel appreciated. They make you feel like you're fun. They make you feel like you're worthy. If you know you like those things, once you figure that out, you can think about, you know, think about the, the, your best friend right now or your partner um, or maybe they're the same person. That's wonderful. Think about a person right now that you really enjoy being around. Think about why you enjoy being around them. How do they make you feel? And now go figure out things that you can do to help yourself to feel that way. Because if you can't do it for yourself, then this isn't going to work. Now, I'm talking about my own little keys to having a happy life and to being satisfied with the way that things are going for me. I don't mean for any of this to sound like I figured out some special way to never be sad again, to never be frustrated again or irritable or angry because I do still feel all of those things. And I feel all of those things uh, fairly often. Put mirrors in front of yourself. Go out to new places and set a mirror down and see what happens. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you like. Figure out what you don't like. How do you like to feel? And then figure out what kind of things can help you to feel that way. These can be grand gestures. These can be small little things, you know, but find those things and do them for yourself and do them often. Do them regularly because you deserve it and because you can, because this is possible because you can have a life that feels good. And because you can, and hopefully you have the ability to do something about it, you have control over your life and over your behaviors, you can take charge and be who you are. Learn who you are and be who you are. And that's pretty much all I got to say about it. If you enjoyed any of this, if you're not, um, you know, if you made it this far, thank you, thank you very much because I'm sitting here essentially talking to myself with a microphone in my face and it feels a little bit crazy so if you're somewhere on the other end listening I would appreciate you to let me know I'd like to hear what your thoughts about this episode were if anything was especially helpful if none of it was helpful if you would like for me to talk about something else if you have questions about anything if you have topic suggestions for other episodes if you want to know what I think about this or about that I want to hear about it. So please reach out to me. You can send me a message on Instagram. You can send one to me at lb.evolving on Instagram. That's lb.evolving, evolving, or to the podcast page, From Mind to Matter podcast. No special punctuations. Everything spelled out just the way it is. From Mind, T-O, Matter, M-A-T-T-E-R, on Instagram. I really want to know what you're thinking. I really want to know what you feel about all of this. And I want this to feel like a safe place for you to express your thoughts to. And if you would like for me to share anything that you send me in an episode, let me know that too. If you'd like to remain anonymous, let me know that too. I'm here just to share with you. And I hope that you share back. 
All right. So again, thank you for listening. I'm LaDonna. This is From Mind to Matter, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.